content presented on the following podcast is for information purposes only. The views and opinion expressed from host and caregivers are solely given based on the experiences of the individuals involved. Because each person is so unique, always consult your physician, physical or occupational therapist, or medical and fitness advice. Are you struggling to help your aging parents or disabled spouse to do everyday personal care tasks? Are you concerned about them falling or you injuring yourself? What is the task that is so difficult for you to help them to do? You are not alone. We can help. Finding a Foothold is a weekly podcast show that invites you to call in and tell us your challenge. Here, you can receive practical tips and strategies from an occupational therapist. And here is your host, Consuela Marshall. Hello, this is Consuela with Finding a Foothold and welcome to you all. As I am here today to just uh, share some tips and strategies with caregivers who are caring for loved ones and my desire is to shed a little light onto some dark areas of caregiving by showing little tips and strategies and ways of dealing with things that come up during the caregiving day that can really tip the scale of whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day. As an occupational therapist, I love arriving on the scene and working with caregivers and really teaching them how to, first of all, help their loved ones to maximize what they can do for themselves and where the where it ends in what they can do, showing the caregivers how to step in and be that extension to help provide the care that's needed, but to also be able to provide it in an efficient way where there is not so much stress and physical work that is being placed upon the caregiver because the caregiver is using tools and strategies and equipment to just make that process easier. So what I want to focus today on is for those caregivers who are caring for loved ones who have had strokes. Now, I love this topic, caring for a loved one who's had a stroke, because it is something that I have personally lived in that I cared for my mom. My mom had multiple strokes. They were medium in nature. She said she had a couple of small ones, but there were there were definite deficits as a result of each stroke. And each time life just got a little bit more challenging for her and for sisters and then eventually me who were in to help her to continue to live a good quality of life. But not her not having full use of parts of her body, just having muscle weakness and just having balance problems and a lot of issues that come with strokes. So today I want to talk about that in that strokes look different for everyone because in the process of a stroke, it, it happens in the brain where the blood supply goes to all areas of the, the brain and what you see as a result of what's the new problem that your loved one is having is based on where that disruption of blood flow occurred. So if we can picture the brain and we can have that view of the brain, it has lots of blood supply vessels that are coursing through the brain, going to every area of the brain, the different lobes of the brain. And as the blood is flowing to the brain, it is really the life of the brain, taking that oxygen to the brain and being that constant state of nutrition is what the blood does to all of our body. But what happens when that blood supply to the brain is compromised? 
the vessel that was carrying the blood to a particular area of the brain, when that is no longer functioning, that area of the brain is no longer being fed. And then immediately there are deficits related to that. So the deficits or the problems that you will see in your loved one may be different from someone else who's had a stroke because it depends on what blood vessel was involved and what area of the brain did that blood vessel send the nutrients, the blood, the oxygen to. And though that as a result, you will see two people labeled as, oh, they had a stroke, but then they would present, or when you see them and you're looking at their movements, they may have issues totally different from each other. And it's because the area of the brain that was affected and the movements associated with that area of the brain is are no longer going to be able to function normally. So in today's session, I just want to get caregivers to focus in on what are the things that you are seeing or you are being told by the therapist or the doctor in regard to what are the new problems that are going on with your loved one because they've had a stroke. And what makes it so challenging with strokes is that strokes are not like, and look, two of the diagnoses that I love to treat, and I, I treat a whole variety of illnesses as a therapist, but my heart goes to the, the stroke because of my mom and my personal experience with that and with Alzheimer's because of my experience with an aunt who had Alzheimer's and the devastation that goes with that. Those two diagnoses just really make me tune in to those patients directly because I just feel like I'm vested in that, in those two diagnoses, uh, a lot more heavier than those typical falls and hip replacements and all. I treat them all, but those two, Alzheimer's and strokes, they, I really feel a, a connection with those uh, caregivers because I know the stress. I know the issues that come with caring for them. And so as a caregiver, I want to start by just getting you to focus in on what is the problem that is occurring. So don't worry about what part of the brain it happened in and, and exactly what artery that is really not a concern as such as that you know those things, but that you know what has happened as a result. So as a therapist going in, I do read the stuff that says what part of the brain, what artery and all of that, but I am really looking at what are the symptoms that I'm seeing now. And I'm looking at the deficits there. And they're like I just said, they're gonna be different for so many people. And I'll just talk to you a little bit about my mom's strokes. They primarily affected her on the left side. And her major issues with the first couple of strokes were her vision on that side and her weakness on that side. Had a little bit of throat stuff going on, but it intensified with other things that came, came up with subsequent strokes. But in my mom's particular instance was that her deficits initially were her, were her vision on that side and some weakness on, in that arm. So as a caregiver and having to go in and really set up things for her, our concern was getting the strength back in that arm. So when you are 
looking at your loved one and you've gotten a report from the therapist, really key in on what are the deficits that are going on. And what you want to do is just learn your loved one. And learning what things that you see are just not like they used to be. And getting input from the therapist on what are the exercises and what are the modifications that you need to do in the environment to just help them to compensate for those changes that have taken place. And I want to start by saying when a person has a, had a stroke, it doesn't necessarily mean all of those deficits will be permanent, but they may, but they may not. So as a therapist going in, and even as you're hearing the doctors initially, they may give you this full story that, oh, your mom or your dad will never be able to do this again, and they'll never be able to do this again. And it can be really doom and gloom. And from me, I take the standpoint of I'm telling you, look, these are the deficits I see. I see look, they, they do not have all the movement in this arm. This is what's happening in the leg. And I'm going through the whole thing. And I'm like, but we never know what's going to happen. So as a therapist and as I'm going to teach you to do is when you see your loved one, approach it for what it looks like today. What are the things that you see are issues and then you have to formulate some realistic expectations by what you can expect them to do and what you're going to be able to do to help them when they come to the end of the road of what they can do. So just to make that practical, someone who has a stroke and they are weak on the left side, then they are going to have a lot of issues with dressing the left side. So therapy will tell you exercises that you can do to help strengthen that. And that is really a big part of the rehab is just re-strengthening muscles that are starting to move again. Now, it gets a little bit more difficult when there's just no movement there. We have techniques and there are things that we do to help try to get the movement started. But as a from a therapy standpoint, we guide the movements that are returning. If the movements are already starting to happen, we know the sequence of movements that you that can be done to help that process go smoother so that we don't get any abnormal movements. We don't get another muscle trying to do something and there's a lot of pulling and tugging because our body's smart. It's like, oh, that muscle doesn't work. I'll see if the other one can do. And then you have these awkward movements. So as a therapist, we go in and we just sort of retrain the brain how to go in a sequence of moving so we can get that person up and moving as normal as they can. But we never know what the final outcome is going to be. But we are always working toward them getting better and stronger and doing more. But you have to start where they are at. So what I want to encourage caregivers who are caring for someone who's had a, has a stroke, who has had a stroke, is find out what problems exist. Get input from the therapist and from the doctor because not all problems are always visual. The paralysis on one side is one that's easy to detect. We can really see that. And we can help our loved one get dressed or if they're having problems standing on that leg, we can be taught how to do things to help them from that, that point where we can see where the issues are. But oftentimes attached to those problems that you can see are often things that you cannot see. And other things that may be not as apparent in, in my mom's instance was her vision. Was the vision in that one eye 
did not function like the other eye did. So her, her vision was very blurred on that side and she even had a visual field cut that as if she could not see out of the left portion of the left eye. So we had to always be reminding her to look for something that was in, should have been in her view, but she couldn't see it because it was just, that visual field was cut. So having them to turn to that side and look from the stronger eye to find something is something that as a caregiver, you will learn that if you put something too far out of the way, they may not see it and may be calling you to get something that they just didn't see because it was in the wrong spot. Some things just return on their own. As the brain swelling and as things start to like get back to sort of a new settling in the brain, some changes just resolve on their own where some visual changes just go away. Some numbness, numbness or tingling that they may have had on one side, those things just go away. But then unfortunately there are certain things that will be permanently damaged because of the amount of time that that area of the brain was without oxygen and just the amount of damage that occurred in the brain in the process of the stroke. So in learning your loved one, please learn what limitations they have. And in learning their limitations, you get to know what they can still do and what they cannot do. And you allowing them to do those portions of tasks that they can do and you're assisting with the others. And in doing that is that there's often a shifting of the environment that you need to do because if they are now on a walker or in a wheelchair, then you need to make some adjustments in the environment to compensate for them having to use equipment in the house. And they are not returning, unfortunately, to the state that they used to be in before the stroke, then they're going to have limitations because if something is not working properly, then they're going to be limited in what they can do. And then guess what? The caregiver comes in and they become an extension of that person and assisting with the care. And that can be very difficult if you don't have a plan that has been somewhat orchestrated by the initial rehab team who was there and helping uh, with that initial process of them getting home. And as, if things change and you need the home health also to be in there, they can then take over and be in, in the home setting, making those recommendations to you that can make the care easier in showing you how to get them in and out of bed, what side to do the movements from, transferring them into the bed from the stronger side, out of the bed from the stronger side, where to angle, where to put the bedside commode, where to, how to set up the bathroom. Because the whole point in that recovery process, which can sometimes be very slow, you just wanna make things easier. You just wanna set up the environment so you are not working so hard. And in that, knowing what all the deficits are, what are the things that are difficult for them? The, the speech, the swallowing, the numbness, the weakness, the visual deficits, the processing and thinking. Sometimes you, they can walk away from a stroke and really have no outward appearances that they had a stroke, but the damage happened in the brain that has affected their memory, 
that may have made them now impulsive. They're doing things without thinking. It's just a whole array of things that when you know what the deficits are, it really helps you to deal with caregiving and helps you to set realistic expectations of them so that you are then not so worn out and tired because you have an expectation of them and they just mentally, emotionally, and physically cannot do it anymore because of the stroke. So doing your homework and knowing about the stroke's effects on your loved ones, you have to do that. Knowing exactly what are the things that you see and that the hospital and the therapist have, have instructed you on as deficits and then modifying things to make sure you both are working smart. You're giving them the opportunity to do more, do things for themselves to their maximum ability. And you know when to pull back and say, no, you can do this. I'm going to step back and watch. And you're allowing your loved one to do as much as they can for themselves. Because it is in the doing of activities that the brain begins to create new paths, pathways, and it teaches them how to function again, and even, even in a modified way. And it, it, it lessens your load when you allow them to do what they can do. You find the equipment, you find the techniques, you set up the day to allow them to have more independence and, you, and less dependency on you. Because that's the key. You just keep providing the care at the level that is needed. As they get stronger, you pull away. You pull away and allow them to do. When it comes to the point where they have appeared to have plateaued and things are sort of settling into where you think they're going to be functioning, making sure you have all those things in place to keep them safe, keep them doing as much as they can do, and again, limiting how much you are doing. Because again, I'm going to stress this, the more you allow them to do, the more they'll be able to do. And, when, and the more you set up the environment to make them safe, it just makes for a win-win situation for both of you all because it takes some of the load off of you. So thanks for listening in today. And I want to just say thank you all for tuning in today. And I hope this was insightful for you in your process of just dealing with the stroke. You get no warning. The thing about strokes, they were fine yesterday. And then today they had a stroke. And it's often always a struggle as you're trying to put things in order to make things easy. So thanks for tuning in today. And look, just take it one day at a time, taking it one day at a time, putting things into place to get through today and, and reassessing it and like, okay, what is the things I think I may need to do a little bit different tomorrow? What can I add in to make this a little bit easier for me tomorrow? And just taking it one day at a time and just moving slowly through in this stressful time of just making it work and coming up with the plan and trying to get a plan together almost overnight in how you're going to move forward with someone who has had a stroke. So thanks again for listening and I will be back again. You all take care. Have a good day. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Finding the Foothold podcast. I hope you found information helpful for your situation and you're beginning to envision yourself as a successful caregiver. Remember, you cannot do this alone. 
So if you have a question to ask, I encourage you to call in by visiting the findingafoothold.com website and using the call-in button. You can find this podcast on our website and on all the major podcast streaming sites. Share our podcast with others who are also navigating this challenging caregiving journey. Join us again next time. Finding a Foothold Care is about how 